Twice a week, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay dissect the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports on their show, Higher Learning. They discuss the most important and timely conversations while also frequently inviting guests on the podcast and occasionally debating each other. Check out Higher Learning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Episode 13, The Challenge, Double Agents. We're going to start a little differently, Jacoby. Because Exciting! It, feel, it feels like we know who our five teams are going to be in the finals. So we'll go that way, and then we'll go backwards and break down what happened. Because this is a pretty boring episode. Uh, it feels like Leroy and Casey, CT and Cam, Fessy and Nani, Darrell and Amber, and then my prediction is next week we have Corey and Big T, Corey's seventh partner of the year, against Kyle and Anissa, F- double elimination. I think it goes for yeah. the for the skulls. I think it's a two on two. I don't even think it's you know two separate events. I think it is a team battle two two v two. Maybe it's like the football game they used to play, or may, maybe it's some sort of hall brawl situation where you have the blockers and then the running back trying to get behind them. Whatever it is, I think that's how it plays out next week. I think Leroy Casey, CT Cam, Fessy Nani, and Darrell Amber are all safe. What do you think of this theory? I think this makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's definitely going to be a double elimination next week because that gets us down to our final five. And if, if, it, if it, everybody that you first mentioned that you've already put in has a skull. Yes. The only people without skulls are Corey and Big T. So they're going to have to go into the next elimination somehow. Yes. Now, how are the producers going to engineer it? Because there is some gamesmanship where you could just have like two groups of going down into the thing where everyone has a skull. So you end up with without enough contestants. So the producers are going to somehow engineer it either behind the camera or in front of the camera's rules to make sure that it's Corey and Big T against another group. So you think it's it's a swimming stripper pole event? Maybe she's <laughs> swimming toward a stripper pole and then has to <laughs> dance on it. Whoever. Under underwater stripper pole competition, synchronized synchronized stripping swimming. Whoever goes in, whoever is the one that's voted in, is going to say, "I want to go against Kyle and Anissa." Duh. That's how that's playing out. So, you know, maybe it'll be. Maybe it'll be uh, CT and Killer Cam go in because they. I watched the this the next yeah, episode yeah. very carefully. Two two key things: Anissa crying. Mm-hmm. So that means it's like she knows she's going in, and then there was some CT Cam tension 
that was promised. So that could be the other way we go here is that CT and Cam, um, they're they're getting thrown in or whatever. Is that, I see, actually, no, because Cam won't get thrown in. Well, yeah, but CT and CT and Cam are just not working well together. And the key part is he says, I think I would be better off with Big T in the next time on, which makes me think it's like a Big T storyline where Big T goes in and CT feels bad about it. That's what puts Big T in based on the next time on. But there's something interesting that happened the next time on, which me and you, me and you both watch like the Zapruder film. Yeah. Is Kyle says to Leroy, I just need you to put me higher than Nani. And Leroy responds, whatever it takes to win, I'm cool with that. But why would Leroy put Kyle over Nani? based on these pairings. Yeah, that's weird. Well, we'll find out. I I think the thing that will definitely happen is Kyle and Anissa will be in next week's double elimination final against somebody. And lose. And probably lose. And then and lose. So Fessy will try to get, I got to get my best friend Corey a skull. Yeah, yeah, That'll yeah, be yeah. that whole thing. He'll do that. Whole, yeah, and then maybe friends. he talks Leroy. And nobody really has any loyalty to Kyle. Anissa, people pretend they like her, but come on. Um, all right, so we'll go backwards. So it starts off with the night of hell, which mm-hmm. I kind of like. The night of hell actually, I really? thought it kind of worked. Yeah, I kind of like. Oh, it. I, I see. I think that there's like, do you, we all had that kid in eighth grade at the lunchroom that would just literally eat anything for attention, but yeah. you just had that iron stomach and you could just do that. Like I'm kind of the opposite. Like I would if if I was on this, I'd be like, I'm not eating this. I'm sorry. It's like I think some people just puke and just cannot cannot swallow. It's not like doing pull ups where you can like work on it. Some people just have it, and some people don't. And to me, I just, I just don't like watching people puke. Watching people pu- puke makes, is not good television for me. It's funny. The challenge has evolved over the last 15 years where it's like way less debauchery. They're, they're just very, very careful in this kind of post-Me Too era. Yes. And yet the throwing reason. up is still there tripling down on <laughs> They're like, always. no, no, we're, we're, this is part of the show. We can't change this. It's always testicles too. You're always yeah. eating testicles. It's never some other part of the animal. Like I'm sure like the, the, you know, the esophagus or like the intestines are equally gross or an, an organ, but it's, no, no, it's always testicles, always testicles. Well, it was interesting. Dorel is kind of sizing up Amber, Bamber, Amber B. Amber B. And she's like, these testicles are so gross. They have veins in them. And you could see on his face is like, oh my God, we're not going to win the, ch- I can't win the challenge with this person. So that yes. made me think he's going to make a possible move that, you know, Darrell secret networker. So if, if my theory is right, and this is Corey and big T against Kyle and Anissa, mm-hmm. um, Corey and big T, let's say Corey and big T win. Both of them get to switch, but they have the choice to switch partners, oh. both of them, right? Because I think they oh. do that thing too. They're just makeup rules as it goes along. Really? Is Darrell sizing this up going, I might actually have a better chance with Big T if Amber can't eat. You can't, nobody's ever won the final with the inability to eat. There's always an eating part. It just is going to happen. It's just, it's it's really messed up. I just don't, I, just, I as someone who can't eat gross stuff, I just, I just think that's kind of messed up. It's like, oh, I don't know. You've got all the other tools. You really have to be like five tools. You have to like do puzzles, endurance, strength, social game, and also to be able to eat gross stuff. It's like I was, I'm, I'm on board with one through four, but why is five such an important element of a challenge successful character? I would throw in swimming. I think it's actually a six tool that's thing. That's fair. But they, you're not going to win the challenge because of swimming or eating but you can single-handedly lose the challenge because at some point there's a checkpoint where you're going to either have to swim or eat. And that's what's killed Leroy in the past was swimming. He can eat anything. Um, but I think he's improved the swimming in general, Leroy, what a success story. I, I, I think love Leroy. 
you know, if this was being covered like mainstream sports, we would have like the the long Brian Windhorse feature about how Leroy mm-hmm. Leroy wouldn't accept losing anymore and all the things he did and interviews with his swimming coach. No, the, and, uh, what he's done between last season and this season, he went to yeah. see Hakeem. He's he's gone vegan. You know, he's 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 he's, he's doing CrossFit. <laughs> it would be all of that, and there'd be like a nice like feature of him like twenty four seven style of getting himself ready, eating testicles. He decided he needed to look more like Prince. He's going to, in the confessionals, start wearing more colorful (laughs) outfits, get a little more facial hair going. So the night of hell, I liked it for this reason. Um, I did did not like the throwing up, but I thought there was some good kind of gamesmanship going on. Fessy just tells the camera. That was hilarious. I'm throwing the mission. Once again, Fessy, is he the Paul George of the challenge, would you say? Or is he he like the Dwight Howard? What is he? It's almost James Harden-ish. It's just like really good regular season, considered a very valuable asset. Like, however, when it really gets down, like sought after, but like doesn't have a track record of success, of leading a team to success. How about Carl Towns? Because James Harden Mm. at least was good in the regular season. Carl Towns has not been good at any part of the season yet other than put up (laughs) stats. Fessy puts up the stats, but has zero wins. Carl Towns-ish. He's Carl Towns-ish. So he looks in the camera and he's like, basically like I'm throwing the mission. And then he's, he goes, Anissa doesn't really train, which I think was the nicest way to put why he needed to get Anissa out as his partner. This, this episode really made me really evaluate my relationship with Anissa and Anissa's relationship with the challenge. Because when it's clear that Fessy's going to leave her, Right. Like we, we, we all see it coming. He throws the, the night of hell. We all see it coming. And she then tries to like manipulate Nani into not switching. If she wins does some crying, some, yeah, some, she crocodile does some crying, tears, and so some heart to heart being like, Nani, don't do this to me kind of a thing. And I'm looking at her being like, this is like me taking the A train to Madison Square Garden, putting on a Knicks uniform and being like, Tibbs, put me in the game. It's like, no, you're just not good enough at basketball. You, you right. don't have like you cannot do this. Like Anissa cannot win a final. She physically cannot do it. So don't try to guilt me into taking somebody that I literally guarantees me not winning. I'm going to do whatever it takes to not have you. I had a variation of the exact same point written down. I I was using the slam dunk challenge as the analogy. Like Anissa is going, you know, I got to get to the, I just want to get to this final. I've never won before, but it's the slam dunk challenge and she can't touch the rim. Yeah, yeah. It's and like so Donald Rogers. <laughs> yeah. She's in like the, this deep level of denial about that. It seems like she feels like if I just get to the final, I might then be what? able to pull this out. And it's like, you're definitely not going to pull this out. You're out of shape. Um, you're, you're older than a lot of the other competitors. And you just don't, you're like a zero to a player other than maybe puzzles. Puzzles. But, if, I, but if the I challenge her, is about endurance. So you do not have endurance. They've got a gym right there. I have not seen her on the treadmill. I've not seen her on the stupid bike. Now that doesn't mean she's not on there. But like her narrative needs to be, I've come back to the challenge. I've failed so many times. I've changed. She needs the one to be the one who's actually gone vegan and actually like worked her way into a, a shape. And, and again, like I'm not in great shape. I'm not trying to shame her or anything. I'm saying this is a competition in which you need to literally run like seven miles, swim a half a mile, do a bunch of puzzles, eat a bunch of gross stuff, and then like, you know, fight somebody to to keep going. She can't do any of those things except the puzzle. It's it's a weird thing because then she also takes it personally. Mm. She's like, people people keep underestimating me. It's like, no, they're not underestimating you. You're not in shape. Estimating you. People keep accurately estimating you. And her trying to guilt Nani into not switching, I felt was just like rude. 
It's funny because with that, I mean, this has happened a few times in Challenge Pass. The person always takes it personally. But the yep. most famous one was Big Easy. I forget what season that was when, you know, it, like Bananas got voted out that year and his whole thing was like, Big Easy's going to die in a final. He's not going to have the endurance. And then he literally almost died <laughs> in the final. literally almost died in right. the final. Like actual almost death. Yeah. It's an endurance final and you need endurance. As it turns out, that's my hot take is for an endurance final, you need endurance. So she's in La La Land. I don't know what's going on with her. The other thing that we learned in the night of hell was that CT and Cam, there's already some possible already dissension. Already it's, it's it's a little not hard in Chris Paul, more hard in Westbrook. Maybe like after the first uh, season. Yeah, it's just some sort of and you can I'm a superstar, you're a superstar, but you're gonna need to change your game to play with me, kind of thing. It's it's something's off. You could tell during the night of hell that it was so hellish that once the food came out, there was there was um, Leroy and Casey who were going to go to win win it. There's another team that's going to try to win it, and the other teams were just like, you know what? I'm not here for third place. I'm right. just going to not eat this, this, these testicles. You guys that's enjoy your testicles. I'll be do. over here. Yeah, I would yeah. have done that. To me it was, too. It was deal with flashing lights, hold the heavy medicine ball, eat ram testicles while drinking cheese juice. I don't know what cheese juice is. That was a new wrinkle for the challenge. I've never seen cheese well, juice. Well, you're Italian. You ever had like, like a really good mozzarella or like a feta and it comes in that like water? You know what I mean? Uh, like that's uh, what fair. I assumed it was. I assumed it was that. But the cheese juice was like the rest yeah. yeah. The, the cheese juice was like the, oh, good. I get a break to drink this cheese juice. And then there was like a smell of fish, which I don't think they had to eat the fish. They had to solve an equation, get the code, find the hidden key, scratch the board. Casey and Leroy win it. Again, just an incredible Leroy season. Reminiscent of when Shaq finally put it together in the 99-2000. Oh, yeah. LeBron's uh, 2012 laying the SmackDown Heat season. Like, just the great competitor finally putting the pieces together. The whole, he's dominated the season. He's been if the MVP. If he doesn't win, I will literally cry. And I will go through whatever channels I need to go to to get his home address and write him a letter. That's how much I love this man. I will write him a letter of encouragement. This has been a great season for him. Here's how much I love this man. I was going through my Instagram looking at, uh, I was looking for a picture from the couple years ago and I was going through some of the things. And one of them was when we went to Vegas for summer league in like 2018, 2019. Yep. And I was like, oh, cool. I mean, I click on the picture and I didn't realize this. The first comment underneath was Leroy saying, hey, how long are you here? Which I didn't see. Oh I my absolutely would have hung out with Leroy. I missed, I missed the oh chance I got God. with Leroy at the end of the 2010s. <laughs> I was so bummed out. I, I was like oh two years God. later, I was like, damn it. <laughs> uh, Maze and I were texting this week. We were talking about, we had that crazy night in Vegas. It was end of, end of March, 2012. Every yep. once in a while, we like to do stuff where we would just... We would just expense yeah. stuff to ESPN for fun ideas that we wanted to do. And this one was you and me battling for the Grantland Horse Championship. Mm -hmm. We got, what was that? The Palms to give us their basketball suite. The basketball suite. did the basketball suite. And we decided to have the horse thing, which I won. I know it's a sore spot for you. Yeah, Leroy, Leroy was there. TJ was the ref. He yep. did the you killed it thing at the end. We went out. We had a ton of sushi. We played blackjack. We hung out with Leroy. We got super drunk. Maze reminded me that we came back at 4.30 in the morning <laughs> off of this unbelievable night and we played drunk horse 
and none of us <laughs> no could hit could the rim. <laughs> no, I never played drunk basketball before, and remember, we all decided it, this should be. There was two levels, and we were trying to shoot it from the higher level. Like, mind you, we could not make a layup. We're like, okay, I'll be in the upstairs bedroom. It's gonna bounce <laughs> off the bathroom wall and then go in the hoop, and then we just like break a window. That absolutely oh, should be a challenge where they do shots and drinks and then have to just play horse. We couldn't hit the rim. Anyway, my point is we had this magical night that Leroy was a part of and I could have had it again and I didn't check my Instagram. This may or may not have happened that Maze and I had like a like a one o'clock flight and I was like, okay, before the flight, let's just go to a strip club at 11 a.m. <laughs> So we go to a strip club, Crazy Horse 2. We go inside and we're literally the only two people there. Not like there aren't any dancers. There's no bartenders. There was like the manager that let us in and we just sat there and like someone finally got us a couple Budweiser's and we sat there for 15 minutes then left. It was amazing. Maze and I could not remember why he went on the trip. We we made it seem like he was remember, the PA man. for the trip. Cameraman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cameraman. I had to teach him how to he use no the camera. He had no official reason. Yeah, he had no had official reason to use the camera. Yeah, yeah. Mace, 24 years old. What a time. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Casey and Leroy win it. Um, then it cuts to like a little Fessy Gabby storyline. It seemed mm-hmm. like they consummated whatever was going on. Gabby described it as, he's so big, it's like a bear is lifting you. Cuddle. No, she was just, she used the word cuddle a lot. And like, listen, yeah. like there's euphemisms, but like, I don't think you guys are cuddling. And also I hate to compliment you just in general, but I do have to compliment you now. You're like, there's, a, G- Gabby is like a septuplet and there's seven different Gabbies there with seven Depending different looks. Angle. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, yeah, she's wearing like a sweatsuit and then she's like, she's dressed up like she's going to like the Oscars in the interview and then there's another makeup thing and another hair look. It's just like, what? Gabby has more looks than anybody. The seven Gabbies. Fessy, I thought, had a very eloquent description of why he liked Gabby. She's a dope girl. She's very hot. Oh, Yeah. Well, my favorite was the Corey. I, we have to talk about the Corey Fessy. Well, I, I was conversation. That. So, that was so, a big. That was a big moment. 
it was like a it was like a rom com scene when they're like, we need to get the guy with one of his friends, and they'll do yeah. some sort of athletic yeah. activity and talk about their relationships. <laughs> they're like lifting, and uh, and Corey's like, I don't know, I I think Fessy still wants Tori, and then Fessy is just adamant, like nothing's happened with me and Tori. But then Corey was saying, ah, you know, it's kind of done with her and her guy. But Fessy was going, well, I don't want to step on somebody's somebody's girl. And it was just so obvious that they, he had clearly stepped on her. Yes. And they were just retroactively like kind of putting I out loved the fire. It. I loved everything about this whole conversation. He was like, so what's up with you and Gabby? And he's like, in such like a bro way. That like, yeah. He's like, she's cool. Yeah. She, it's just like not a, saying she's a, anything. She's a dope girl. Yeah, she's a dope girl. It's like, what? well, what about you and Tori? He's like, well, I would never want to step on her relationship because I would never do that, but I'm extremely attracted to her and I would do anything I can to possibly hook up with her. It's like, none of that, that alone is stepping on the relationship. Like even just saying you wouldn't want to step on the relationship is not stepping on it, but like you're placing your foot on it. It would be like if we were doing a reality show about this podcast and like seven weeks ago, um, some English soccer station tried to hire you to be their play-by-play guy. And it got out and you had to pretend you didn't talk to them. And then seven <laughs> weeks later, I was like, what's up with you in the soccer station? And you're like, yeah, you know, I was never really interested. You're just like no, doing no. retroactive damage control for this thing that yes. actually happened. That's how it felt. Yes. I feel like Fessy and Tori snuck off and hooked up during the season. No, that's what, that's my whole I, thing. Yeah, no question. I feel like they hooked up and I also, and Corey in the interview, and I imagine this is before he found out, I don't know the whole timeline. Corey in the interview was like, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> He's like, right. Tori and Jordan are going to break up and then Fessy and Tori are going to hook up and then we'll probably see them as a couple on the next, on the next, like, you know, iteration of the challenge that we're allowed to be on. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Battle of the fake relationships would be the next season. I don't know. Or battle of the <laughs> yeah. secret, secret relationships. Who knows? Who knows? Something. Well, anyway, that was really enjoyable. I, kudos to the producers. Like, Hey, let's have a scene where Fessy and Corey talk about uh, the ladies. Uh, yeah. There was a terrible cocktail party. What are the odds? Oh God! Who would have really like who it's it's keep the throwing up, but don't have anybody do shots. Um, Nani wants to go in. Gabby wants to go in. It was pretty clear what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then they did the deliberations. Somebody's like, "Will you change partners?" And Nani's like, "Ah, geez, I haven't haven't thought about that." My favorite is like, ah. "I haven't thought about that." Like, it never crossed your mind, huh? With you too busy, just sitting in this house doing nothing, eighteen hours a day. Right. Haven't thought you're, about it. Okay, you're in Iceland with no TV, internet, <laughs> yes. movies, music. You, you can literally not look at anyone else's future. face. You literally can't look at anybody else's face or think about anything else in the world They're like i feel like in iceland they had no idea whether coronavirus was still going or over at that point they had no idea it's a very fair point what happened in the election anything so fessy they go into the vote and fessy says once again i'm voting for my best friend Corey." <laughs> <laughs> this is his best friend who he screwed over six episodes ago i'm positive i've never screwed over my best friend i definitely have but Corey has had <laughs> <laughs> seven partners and like mm. four best friends on this season alone. If they're best friends, that's a really sad statement on the concept of a best friend. It's like, oh, you met it's your like best we've friend two, a couple years, times. Ago, two yeah. years ago on a reality show. I went to his reveal party and then I screwed him over five episodes ago, but it? now we're lifting weights again. So we're best friends. Corey has a real best friend that he like grew up with. Their parents are friends. They've known each other since birth. They went to high school together. Their best man at whatever wedding. Yeah. And then that, that best friend is watching his best friend's episode being like, what are you doing, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? 
No, it's like watching in like what grade is Quincy in now? Your son? Second grade. Yeah, where it's just like I have a new best friend today. His name's Tom. Yeah. And then yeah. like three weeks later, it's like, here's my best friend Steve. Steve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just you just kind of move around. Uh and then Anissa did her whole thing. I just hate getting this far and being frustrated. And then says to Nani, I know you want to take them, does the whole crying thing. Oh, here's the no. problem. Anissa's been on the show for 20 years. We know all your moves, Anissa. So here's a question for you. And I'm being dead serious. And again, like Anissa, no personal disrespect. Why do the producers keep bringing her back? What does she add? I mean, it's 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 a great question. Uh, she's an OG. I, I don't know the answer. At this point, it's they should probably move on. I would I would say would be my guess. I don't know the answer. Although because, I gotta say, she's provided a lot of great drama because a lot of people, she's like the Yankee Christmas swap. Nobody wants to get stuck with her as the present. <laughs> so she's like a white elephant. Yeah. So, but like one of the things she did is actually win a skull, which is kind of like elongated her stay. Right, because they kind of what was that event that she won? The no, skull they on? have to pull the cart and the balls fall down, and what's her yeah. face couldn't get the cart down. I think it was Ashley right. or something. Yeah, Tori maybe. Um, so they go to the elimination ring of spies. Good one. Mm. I like watching the people run toward the ring yes. and grab it, and then you have to juke people. And Kyle pointed out Nani always loses at eliminations, and I'm like, oh. And I went and looked up on the challenge wiki page. Can oh, you guess God, Nani's career elimination record? Oh, right now, if I had to guess elimination record before for before this episode, what was her before this episode? What was her record? One in eleven, three and nine, three and nine. Okay, she won. Uh, she hasn't won since Rivals three. She won two eliminations in Rivals three. West was her partner. So three and nine, which made me think, because this is the fifth uh, professional sport. Absolutely. Why wouldn't they show the records? What That's a great what point? Would, what they would have hurt? the data. What would it, listen, we know they listen to us on this stuff. We know they've listened to us on a bunch of different things. Show yes. the fucking data. That's a great, like, great Nani, point. Career elimination, three and nine. Oh, last I'm win, rivals three, 2016. Just, just even in the lower third. On. Don't yeah. you just say it. Just, just in eliminations. Before we go on eliminations, first elimination would be interesting. Yeah. You know? Got, Gabby, rookie, zero, zero in eliminations. Like, treat this like a fucking sporting yeah, event. Because it is. is. Darrell, never lost a final. That's yeah. a key. Give us some That's stats. That's a key information. Give us That's a key baseball card. Yeah. Show us all yes. the numbers for somebody like my daughter who doesn't I would have the history that. of these people. That's brilliant. So, That's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's, yeah, That's challenge. such an easy fix. They've We know they've listened to us in years past. Most famously, yes. what was the one with the the exes? What, what season did we come up with that they just- Exes. Exes, we they stole. They didn't steal. We told them no. to take it. Yeah, please. We we've offered many times to they buy us lunch. We'll give you all of our ideas. I have. I don't want any money from this. Right. We said half teams with people's ex girlfriends, boyfriends, and that should be a season. Teams yes. of people that broke up, and they did it within six months. Yeah. So give us stats. There's not no downside. Um, Leroy says, I don't know if this is a compliment or an insult. He's like, not as a veteran. Yeah. Heading well, into the, so is that like, it, it's kind of like when you talk about like Tim Wakefield, veteran starter for the Red Sox, and he's like 13 and 13 every year for 12 not years. Not a compliment. Not a compliment. Yeah, it's not a compliment, also, right? Leroy, Leroy reprised the line from last week when Devin lost. Who wants it? Right. <laughs> he he reprised it. Everyone. I'm shocked. That was definitely the editor being like, I'm putting this back in. Leroy does this every week. He's really trying to fill the banana void. I love when somebody says you're, that you're a veteran, that just means, 
you've been around for a while, but you're not really that good. Oh, I had a guest on J&J, and I won't say their name, and I was like, we have the legend, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, legend just means old. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's one thing if it's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but if it's just like, you know, it's like a coach. It's like, the legend, blah, blah. It's like, that just means old. And I was like, oh, good point. Good point. It's like veteran announcer, Charlie Steiner. Yeah. Um, Nani wins. Not just Nani wins. Goes, Nani goes down 0-1. Oh, digs deep. Jukes gets to the ring the second time. Jukes Gabby, like the Barry, Barry Sanders style. The Barry Sanders move did not get touched. Didn't get touched. They're playing Bon Jovi living on a prayer. It was a great moment. And and then, of course, she cried, which I had as a same-game parlay on FanDuel. I had oh, Nani brilliant. winning with brilliant. crying right after. In a, you had in a third round, not sweep. I, I Here's a question when I was watching Emotional. this. I was like, now she's four and nine. If I was in this, when you reach up to grab, it's like a wide receiver going over the middle and the quarterback throws a little too high. I might just think, I'm just going to do damage here. I'm just going to break a rib. Like you're reaching up to grab the thing. I'm just going to make myself into a missile, lead with my non-helmet, and just just hard tackle to the ribs. I think I'm winning if that's the strategy. I thought the exact same thing, and I think that's what Gabby should have done when she went up one nothing. The second one, you pretend you're going for it, but you're it, really boom, a hard yeah, tackle. Just like a really hard rugby tackle and just plant them in the ground. You lose a little bit of real estate, but they're just like dazed and confused and like didn't know that, that was even possible. Because you know, when you're reaching up high like that, you're just exposed. Yeah. That's actually a better move for the guys because I feel like they get more yeah. momentum. So Gabby loses. Tough one for Fessy. Yeah. TJ. There's, there's still four more Gabbies there, though. Yeah. She left four Gabbies behind. One of the She Gabbies left jogging pants Gabby. Yeah, she yeah. left dress up Gabby. Gabby. And then Oscar's Gabby. Cocktail, you know, rose ceremony Gabby's still there, too. TJ gives mm, Gabby. Give it to me. Descend your time in the challenge for now, but I'm sure we'll see you in the future. I was shocked. That was the most shocking thing that happened this episode. The most shocking thing that happened this episode, I didn't see what Gabby had done to earn that sort of a send-off from TJ. Disagree. Um, the, first of all, she had she had seven versions of herself. I, we've never seen that before in the challenge. <laughs> good point, good point. She was the only one who got frisky. Yep, um, yep, yep. Well, Tori I, we, Tor, got frisky on camera because we, you know, we have some thoughts about Tori and Fessy. She made a really dumb decision, which was crucial early when she didn't go in on the uh, against Amber so, M. So dumb. So dumb. Got uh, manipulated by Devin. My question is, do, what does she take off the table? To me, she brings stuff to the table. I don't see what she takes off. She's coming back. I think back. that's pretty fair. I think that's pretty yeah. fair. And then one thing we learned last week that was sort of like uh, duplicated this week is there's a really powerful adrenaline rush that happens after you win an elimination. Like, remember CT freaked out when he picked yeah. Cam and just like completely disrespected big team, big team screaming, yeah. jumping up and down. And Nani just couldn't handle it. She cries immediately after. And then in the interview, she's still crying. It's got yeah. to be at least 10 minutes later to set up that interview and everything. I think this winning that is just, it's got to be like winning a boxing match, like a UFC fight when they just freak out. Right. I feel like there's something going on there. It's like when we almost won the three on three. Oh, don't you dare. Title at don't the you dare. LA Live. Don't um, you dare. Gabby, as she's so walking mad. off, turns to Fessy and goes, Fessy, I'll see you when the finals are over. And Fessy, Fessy wasn't like, yeah, you will. Fessy. Interesting. Interesting seed. He, it was an oh shit moment for Fessy. I have a feeling on the, uh, what's that? What do they call when they come back? The, the reunion. The reunion yeah. show. I think it's going to be, it's, Gabby, it's are you still in Zoom. touch with Fessy? No, I'm not. Fessy, yeah. are you dating Tori? Uh, we actually, we've been hanging out lately. You well, can see I'm where assuming, it's going. Yeah, I'm assuming that Gabby lives in the UK, right? 
if you're like in right. the same city, I could see them getting together. But like, all right, you want me to fly how many hours? Like, where am I going to stay? Yeah, like, uh, uh, no, that's not working. He's going to be with Tori. That's going to be revealed. It's going to be revealed because Tori's going to be there. Jordan's not going to be there. It's going to be revealed. That's going to be a big one. Maybe Jordan shows up. Nani steals Fessy as a partner. I got to say some exciting romantic possibilities here. There's not a lot of season left, but Nani getting somehow attached to Fessy. They're talking strategy and she's like, I just really vibe with Fessy. I mean, I don't. Wow. And leading to a. A Fessy hat some, trick. Fessy, what's going on with us? Yeah. From Tori to Gabby to Nani is a great run for Fessy in one season. Only his best friend, Corey, could pull something like that off. It's pretty good. We've seen it before. We've seen somebody pull the triple crown in a season. Corey, but I think Corey's done that. So he just, they need to, a cocktail party. I think they need to bring the shots out and Fessy and Nani need to have the moment where she realizes what's going on with us or is something going on with us or some sort it. of something. Um, Kyle, so now Anissa gets to pick a new partner and he cuts to Kyle and he's going, come on, Anissa, please pick Corey. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't want Anissa to pick him. Uh, he does, she does. And he goes, I feel like I'm walking out of a crater and straight into hell. I that love your Kyle. Up. I love your Kyle so it's much. Like, it's like a CT cross with the British guy. So there I, you go. And then, and then Corey ends up with Big T, his seventh partner. Yeah, when they revealed that Kyle was Irish, I'm not good at like if you're Australian, Scottish, English, or Irish, or like what like I'm not good at deciphering those. But I when they said that Kyle was Irish, I was like, really? I thought he's British. He's Irish, not British. That's what they said on the show. Nah, and they put it in the show, but we'll see. That. I think but, so. um Bill, can you uh can you wrap us up as Kyle? This ends your time on the episode, Jacoby, but I'm sure we'll see you in the future. <laughs> You're the best. Hi, Jacoby. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.